You're listening to PetLifeRadio.com. Hi, I'm Seth Peterson. Hi, I'm Dippy Hedron. I'm Rhonda Schwartz. I'm Doris Roberts. This is Jessalyn Gilson. Hello, I'm Victor Webb. Hi, this is Charlotte Ross. Hi, this is Ed Begley Jr. What's up, you guys? This is AJ from the Backstreet Boys. Hi, this is Shannon Elizabeth, and you're listening to Talking Pets. Talking Pets. Talking Pets. And you're listening to Talking Pets. Talking Pets. Talking Pets. With John Patch. John Patch. You're listening to Talking Pets with John Patch. Hello, America, and welcome to Talkin' Pets with your host, John Patch. Join John and his expert guests with all of your pet questions, concerns, comments, and stories. Now it's time for Talkin' Pets with your host, John Patch. And welcome to Talkin' Pets. Heard coast to coast on your favorite radio station. This is Talkin' Pets, and I'm your host, John Patch. Joining us this hour is Dr. Jared Lazarus. He's going to be answering your medical and your behavior questions about your pets. We're going to have a special guest joining us in the first half hour or so. Her name is Kathleen Summers. She's the manager of the Puppy Mills campaign for the HSUS. That's the Humane Society of the United States. The show is produced by the ever-so-lovely and talented <laughs> Miss Jenna Winters. Hello. Hi, Jenna. Hi. Happy I'm, to be here. I missed you. I miss you. Nice to have you back. Thank you. It's Not, good to see you. And you're legal now, right? <laughs> I am legal now, yes. I mean, you know, to go out to the bar right, and drink right, 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 right. <laughs> <laughs> we celebrated your 21. Yes. It was fun. It was a lot of fun. Happy birthday. Thank you. Also, uh, the show is produced by Mr. Tony Leg at Business Talk and Lifestyle Talk Radio Networks. When you call in, you'll speak with Tony, and he'll put you on the air with us. If you've got a question for Kathleen Summers, we welcome him in at 866-606-TALK. That's 866-606-8255. We're going to find out about puppy mills and obtaining a new puppy. So give us a call. I'm John Patch. I'm Jenna Winters. And you're listening to Talkin' Pets. Once again, you're listening to Talking Pets. I'm John Patch. I'm Jenna Winters. So, Jenna, you just call me a cowboy. You just call me Casanova. Both. <laughs> I'm a Casanova cowboy. Yeah, your shirt is kind of cowboyish today. Or cowboy Casanova. Both. <laughs> Either way. Either way you look at it. Yep. That's a good song, actually, Miss Car- Carrie Underwood. I love this song. Yeah, I love Carrie. Mm-hmm. Um, she's been very successful with everything that she's done and all, and uh, so congratulations to her. We want to get her on the show one of these days. Called a couple of times, still waiting to get her on. But I think actually she works pretty closely with a lot of the animal organizations, and I think the HSUS is one of them. But we want to welcome on to the program right now, maybe a cowboy, 
I don't know about so much at Casanova, but um, she might be. Uh, we're going to talk with Kathleen Summers. She's the manager of the Puppy Mills campaign for the HSUS. Hey, Kathleen, welcome to Talking Pets. Hi, thank you. So you're Casanova, you're a cowboy, you're a cowgirl, I should say? Um, uh, dogs are really my thing. Not, not too much uh, knowledge about cows. <laughs> Sorry to tell you. <laughs> you're, not, you're, not, you're not one of those uh, farmers or country girls, huh? Nope. nope city girl. City girl. Well, I want to talk to you about puppy mills. People need to know about what's going on, and the HSUS has a campaign out there uh, that we're going to find out about. And I want to say, first of all, um, welcome to the show, and I want to introduce you to uh, one of my producers here, Jenna Winters. Hi, how are you? Now, I also want to find out, now, November 30th through December 6th, which would be tomorrow, um, is actually um, the annual Puppy Mill Action Week. Can you explain, and this is the third annual? It's the third annual Puppy Mill Action Week. Um, we've launched it after, um, right after Thanksgiving um, at the start of the busiest puppy buying season of the year uh, to educate people and to get people to spread the word about puppy mills and to take action by contacting their legislators and um, finding other ways to get active to help stop puppy mills. Because, yeah. unfortunately, a lot of people that are buying puppies um, are unwittingly supporting puppy mills without even knowing it. Well, is it, how would you say, I mean, Kathleen, in, in the majority of the time, if someone goes to obtain, I mean, you know, I think everybody that's listening to the show has walked into a pet store, um, for the most part. I mean, we have a lot of listeners that don't even have pets, actually. Um, but the thing is, when you walk into a pet store, it's very difficult to look at the dogs, the, you know, the puppies and the kittens and all in those little cages and not go, oh, I want to take that one home. Right. What do you say to somebody? I mean, how do you explain to them that by obtaining that puppy or that kitten, you're giving the fate of another puppy or kitten that's going to be born as a puppy mill pup? Right. I mean, the vast majority of, of pet store puppies are from puppy mills, and, of course, that's how pet stores get such a large supply of puppies on an ongoing basis is by dealing with these mass commercial breeders. And it's easy for people to walk in, especially when they're out doing their holiday shopping, and they decide to just stop in and look at the cute puppies, and suddenly they, next thing they know, they're falling in love. And they may even ask, did this puppy come from a puppy mill? And, you know, they'll, they'll get sales talk of, you know, they're from licensed breeders, breeders that we know, and um, people tend to hear what they want to hear and believe what they want to believe. Um, but unfortunately, it, a lot of those puppies, the vast majority of those puppies are from puppy mills. And the mother dogs are the ones that are really suffering. Those puppies, uh, if you don't buy that puppy, somebody else will, and and um, he'll probably have a good home. But um, behind every pet store puppy, there's a mom dog in a cage, um, and she's in that cage generally 24-7 uh, for the rest of her life. Well, let me explain, actually, um, from the beginning. Uh, and if anybody has a question across the country, give us a call at 866-606-TALK. That's 866-606-8255. Also, if you want to check us out on the webcam, you can do so. We're live on the cam at uh, TalkinPets.com. No G in the talking. Or you can go to MySpace.com forward slash TalkinPets. Click on the dog watching TV, and you can watch us. You can even chat with us in there as well. And if you don't want to come on air, you can ask us a question on the chat room. But um, speaking with Kathleen Summers with the HSUS, which, of course, is the Humane Society of the United States. Starting from the beginning, Kathleen, puppy mills basically, can you explain the definition of exactly what a puppy mill is? Well, puppy mills are mass breeding facilities where the, the breeding dogs are generally kept in, in cages. Um, they're, they're not treated like family pets. Uh, they, they don't get 
they don't go for walks or get personal attention. Um, and let, me, let me ask you a mm-hmm. question there because I'm going to interrupt every so often when you, when you go into that because oh, sure. I want to know that when when you just said that they don't get they don't get walked, they don't get family members, they don't get you know people coming up to them going oh you know or petting them and so on and so forth. That's the socialization. Mm-hmm. And for a mother dog actually uh, that's giving birth there, does that get instilled if she's not socialized? Does that affect the puppies that come from that mother? It could. Uh, I mean, I think it would be, it's usually a lot more of a problem with cats, as you know, with the the young being feral. Um, but it could definitely have an effect on the young, just the fact that they're born in that environment. They don't get a lot of handling when they're young. Um, but off, but usually when you go into a pet store, the puppies will be very playful because they've been in a cage all day and they're looking for attention. Um, but there are a lot of congenital problems that the moms could be passing on to the babies because um, because of the sort of um, uh, mass production mindset of the puppy mills where they're not picking out the best breeding stock and, and breeding very carefully and selectively. They're breeding as many animals together as they can. Um, so one of the biggest dangers is, is getting a dog that um, may even seem healthy at first, but a few months or a few years down the line may have um, serious health or, or temperament problems. I mean, when they're in the puppy mills like this, basically, and they're born with a mother, I mean, th- those cages sometimes are stacked one on top of each other. Mm-hmm. So when they're defecating or anything like that, they're, they're kind of like, it's sometimes going on to the, to the dogs below. It's, it can be very unsanitary, uh, and that's, that does lead to a lot of um, susceptibility to infectious diseases. And again, they, they're sometimes vaccinated, but even though they're vaccinated, and you may get a vaccination record at time of sale, um, if the puppy didn't have a good start in life and, and was weaned too early and was um, exposed to a, a lot of um, infectious material, they, they may have underlying problems that, that don't surface until, until after you purchase them. Is that, and then all of a sudden, it's kind of like a cycle, because then once you purchase a dog from like a pet store or something like that, and it's a puppy mill puppy, two, three years later, this, you know, whether it's a, it's a physical or a mental thing sets in, and then all of a sudden, this dog ends up at one of the local shelters, mm-hmm. where it's hopefully going to be adopted, but that doesn't always happen either. Right. Or very often we do hear from people that keep the dog. Um, we've heard of people that have had um, more than $10,000 in veterinary bills just to treat dogs with, with, you know, crippling congenital problems. And um, they won't give the dog back, and they won't give the dog up because they love the dog. But, um, but the price that they've paid for it, perhaps saving a little bit on the, on the purchase price of the puppy, um, both financially and, and in terms of their, their emotional investment, um, is, is very high. Who's um, Timothy Bullion? Um, Tim Bullion was a, an employee of a, a few different puppy mills in Virginia, and he came to us before Puppy Mill Action Week, and he said he wanted to speak out about the conditions he had seen as a puppy mill worker. Um, so he gave us a, um, a wonderful interview, which people can see on our website at hsus.org. Um, it's, it's, I say, I shouldn't, I don't know if I should use the term wonderful. It's actually very heartbreaking. Um, but we are so grateful to him for speaking out about what he really witnessed at these facilities. 
That's the thing is that, you know, it's hard to look at stuff like that. I see it all the time and with different things that I go to and so on and so forth and the things that you experience, you know, from slaughterhouses to puppy mills and, and you see the way some of these at puppy mills, the way these dogs are treated. And it's true that if, if, if a mother, you know, known basically as a bitch, if the bitch does not give birth to a round of puppies or just kind of stops, is that dog put to sleep? It's, I've heard horror stories where they're just murdered, basically. They, they often do kill the dogs if they if they can't produce puppies anymore um they the the low overhead is very important to puppy mills because they generally are just in it for the money unlike a reputable breeder um who who is in it for the love of the breed um so to keep their overhead low they will get um only the absolute minimal veterinary care for the dogs that they need for the puppies like here's a vaccination record with your puppy um but the breeding dogs that are not sellable to them are not are generally not considered worthy of spending the money on vet care. And if they can no longer breed, or if they have an illness that's um, that they don't want to pay to treat, uh, they often just destroy the dogs. Well, if you've got a question for Kathleen Summers, give us a call. She's the manager of the Puppy Mills campaign for the HSUS. That's Humane Society of the United States. The number is eight six 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 zero six talk. That's 866-606-8255. Pick up the phone and give us a call. We're going to continue on with Kathleen. I've got a couple more questions for you uh, about lobbying for better laws and, you know, supporting uh, puppy-friendly pet stores and how people can do that. 866-606-TALK. Pick up the phone. Give us a call. 866-606-8255. I'm your host, John Patch. I'm Jenna Winters. And we're speaking with Kathleen Summers, manager of the Puppy Mills campaign for the HSUS. 866-606-8255. Check us out on the web, TalkinPets.com. No G in the talking. Click on the dog watching TV. Talking Pets. We'll be right back after a short pause. Well, four to be exact. Pawfume Dog Grooming and Finishing Spray is proud to be a new sponsor of Pet Life Radio. Pawfume Super Long Lasting Sprays are available in four unique fragrances. Each Pawfume spray is fortified with the finest conditioners and detanglers to make combing out your dog more fun. Pawfume retails for only $2 per 6-ounce bottle. Pawfume is available nationwide at all Dollar General and Family Dollar stores. Why pay more to have your dog smell great? Pawfume, P-A-W-F-U-M-E. I'm Christine Latham, host of The Pampered Pooch. And I'm Vicki Nixon, your co-host. Ever get tired of people that say it's just a dog? Well, we do. It is a growing trend that people love and treat their pets like they are their children. This podcast series will be on topics inclusive of how people pamper their pooches, no matter how big or how small they are. On The Pampered Pooch, we'll talk about pet parties, happening social events, health, and nutrition. Each week, we pick a product of the week, a pooch of the week, and a pooch needing to be adopted. If you like to treat your pet like the royalty they are, then The Pampered Pooch is for you. Every week, on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Radical new laws being proposed could punish dog owners for not walking their pets. With the Talking Pets News Brief, I'm Jenna Winters. Under the legislation, they would have to regularly exercise dogs, ensure animals are not kept chained up, and give their pets adequate food and water. 
If the proposal became law, dog and cat owners across Australia would face prosecution and fines of up to $12,000 for animal cruelty, and magistrates could consider jail in extreme circumstances. Dr. Hugh Wirth, head of RSPCA Victoria, is one of four experts the Federal Department of Agriculture's Welfare Division has appointed to draft national animal welfare guidelines. The draft will tell people what they have to do rather than what they want to do, Dr. Wirth said. The new standards would be regulatory, therefore a breach of the standards is a breach of the law. The proposed new laws are designed to formalize the national code, which states dogs must be walked at least once a day. Dr. Worth said jail sentences would not be handed out for a first offense, but it would be something available for magistrates to consider. The proposed laws would be designed to help overcome the problems animal inspectors have had penalizing bad owners. The working party is designed to create a national standard, but ultimately the laws would be would have to be passed by state governments. Reporting for Talk and Pets, I'm Jenna Winters. Happy holidays. Get out there and walk your dog. (laughs) I'm John Patch. I'm Jenna Winters. Pick up the phone and give us a call at 866-606-TALK. We're speaking with Kathleen Summers, manager of the Puppy Mills campaign for the HSUS. If you've got a question, we welcome them in at 866-606-8255. 866-606-TALK. Like I said, you can uh, tune into our webcam, too. Watch us on there at TalkinPets.com. Remember, there's no G in the talking. And uh, also uh, MySpace.com forward slash TalkinPets. Click on the dog watching TV, and you can watch us. 866-606-TALK is the number, 866-606-8255. You know, I wanted to ask you, Kathleen, we were talking about, you know, Timmy Bullion, and, you know, well, there, more, there was like more than a thousand dogs cramped kind of in those filthy wire cages that he was, at the puppy mill he was at, correct? Right. And that's just one puppy mill. Right. Mm-hmm. So you kind of times that by all the potential puppy mills across the country, and that's a lot of dogs. Uh Millions of dogs, yes. Is, is there a certain location in the country that is a little bit more prominent for puppy mills than others? Well, there are a few states that are known um, for being puppy mill states. Missouri, of course, springs to mind is probably the biggest puppy mill state in the country. Um, and a couple of its surrounding uh, states, Oklahoma and Arkansas, um, over on the East Coast, uh, Pennsylvania and Ohio. Um, but you can find puppy mills in every state. You know, it's funny because when you said Pennsylvania, I had heard that Lancaster, which is known for the Amish community, Mm -hmm. is very prominent for puppy mills. It is. It is. Fortunately, Pennsylvania's governor um, was very proactive in supporting changes in the law, and they they made some exciting changes last year to start cracking down on on some of the worst practices at puppy mills. But but there are still a lot of puppy mills in that state, and, you know, the bottom line is people who want to get a puppy – you know, obviously go to a shelter first. There's wonderful pets at the shelter. But if for some reason you don't find what you're looking for and you go to a breeder, um, go visit in person and see how the mom and the dad dogs are living. Um, are they outside in cages somewhere? Is And if they are, is that something you want to support with your dollars? You know, you always think puppy mills, and then people will know for the most part that if you go to a pet store, there's a good chance you're, you know, purchasing a puppy mill dog. Mm-hmm. But what about classified ads or the Internet? Is that true that they're also on there? Yes, it's a sort of a scary phenomenon that's that's been growing is that um, 
it's it's become easier and easier to make a slick website that says all the right things. And, and puppy mills are getting pretty crafty about realizing that people are more aware of the issue than ever. Um, they won't identify themselves as such. Um, to give you an example, uh, through a classified ad or an Internet ad, they'll often advertise just one litter at a time or one breed at a time and um, pose as a small family breeder. That's why it's important to go and look at the facility yourself and try to see who you're really, you're really dealing with. Well, Kathleen, hold on. We're going to take a little break. When we come back, I want to continue on. I've got a couple more questions for you. But if somebody wants to help support um, the uh, Puppy Mill Action Week and the Puppy Mill Campaign, they can check you out also at the HSUS website, correct? That's hsus.org, humanesociety.org. You can check that out for more information. But once again, pick up the phone, give us a call, 866-606-TALK. That's 866-606-8255. That's the number to call. Again, if you want to check us out on the webcam, you can do so at TalkinPets.com or MySpace.com forward slash TalkinPets. Click on the dog watching TV and you can watch us and also partake with us on there as well. And if you've got a question, we welcome them on as well. If you don't want to come on air, you can do it on our chat room and I'll ask it for you. 866-606-TALK is the number to ask. Also, you can check us out on Twitter, twitter.com forward slash Radio, or facebook.com forward slash Radio. Give us a call. This is Talkin' Pets. We'll be right back, right after these messages. Stay tuned. It's time for school for you and your friends, your furry best friends. Train your dog the fun and easy way with Teacher's Pet Sessions. Teacher's Pet host Pia Silvani teaches you step-by-step how to train your dog the fun and easy way. You get eight 30-minute live audio training sessions, complete transcripts of each session, plus a basic training manual to get you and your dog off to a great start. Training begins the moment you bring your dog home. Teacher's Pet Sessions offers positive reinforcement training to shape your dog's behavior and encourages upbeat, enthusiastic responses to ensure that your dog will enjoy learning. Teacher's Pet Sessions dog training is fun at both ends of the leash. So listen, learn, and laugh with your dog with Teacher's Pet Sessions. Get your copy of Teacher's Pet Sessions Volume 1 today. To order, go to TeachersPetSessions.com. Hi, this is Pia Silvani, your host. Bring your dog, tug toy, and treats, and get ready to have some fun. TeachersPetSessions.com. Aquariums and pond keeping are among the most popular of all hobbies in the United States and throughout the world. In fact, fish are probably the most numerous pet in people's homes and in their businesses. In Aquarium Mania, we'll learn more about the secret and not-so-secret life of fish and other inhabitants, the basics of good aquarium keeping, the complexities of the aquarium industry, and the science and art that surround this fascinating hobby. I'm your host, Roy Anong, and I'd like to thank you for joining us. Aquarium Mania. Every week, on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com. PetLifeRadio.com With this hour's Talking Pets news from the USA Today, live from the ranch, here's your host, John Patch. 
Out of Des Moines, Iowa, Spencer may become one of the first communities in the country to establish a city-owned pet cemetery. The Spencer City Council voted earlier this month to move ahead with the plan. Now, Brenda Drown, uh, Executive Secretary for the International Association of Pet Cemeteries and Crematories, said she didn't know of any city that had taken a similar step. Jenna, would you actually, with your dog, you have Gidget. I do. If that time comes, would you look at a pet cemetery? Would you look at cremation? Um, you know, we've had our house in Des Moines, Iowa for years now, so I would actually probably just keep her in our yard. In yard? Yeah. you got to be careful with that, though, because there are city laws that sometimes they won't let you bury in your backyard. Oh, that's true. So. You know, but you know what? I would. With a pet cemetery, I would, because she is she's a part of our family. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I have a story for you. Out of Missoula, Montana, a conservation easement that protects 207 acres used by wintering elk on a ranch in the upper Miller Creek drainage outside Missoula has been completed. Spooner Creek Ranch owners Denny and Becky Anderson say they signed agreements that protect a major elk migration path between the Bitterroot Valley and calving areas to the north. And out of uh, Moscow, Idaho, the state transportation department said it has installed a solar-powered infrared animal detection system along a 2,200-foot section of the highway on Steakhouse Hill on Moscow Mountain. When deer or moose pass through the infrared beam, a flashing beacon warns drivers. I actually like that idea. Mm-hmm. I think that would be pretty cool. I think they need to put them all around. Yeah, that's a smart idea. It is. Out of Lincoln, Nebraska, Nebraska Wesleyan University will host its annual Extreme Rat Challenge December 8th. College psychology students have been training their rats over the past three months to run, jump, climb, and compete in a variety of obstacles. The university has hosted the athletic competition annually since 1974. Well, once again, you're listening to Talking Pets. I'm John Patch. I'm Jenna Winters. 866-606-TALK, 866-606-8255. We're speaking with... Kathleen Summers, she's the manager of the Puppy Mills campaign for the United uh, the HSUS, that's the Humane Society of the United States. Pick up the phone and give us a call if you have a question for Kathleen. She's going to be with us for about another five minutes. The number is 866-606-8255. Also, you can check us out on the webcam at TalkinPets.com or MySpace.com forward slash TalkinPets. Click on the dog watching TV and you can watch us. But we welcome your calls, your questions at 866-606-8255. Once again, this is Talkin' Pets. Baby, slip a sable under the tree for me. I've been an awful good girl, Santa baby. So hurry down the chimney tonight. <laughs> Santa baby, a 54 convertible to light blue. And I'll wait up for you, dear Santa baby. So hurry down the chimney tonight. And once again, you're listening to Talking Pets. I'm John Patch. I'm Dr. Jared Lazarus. <laughs> I'm Jenna Winters. <laughs> Welcome in, Dr. J. Hi, guys. Came in a little late, but he's here. We're going to go to your medical questions and your behavior questions in just a minute, but we're uh, finishing up with Kathleen Summers. She's the manager of the Puppy Mills Campaign for the HSUS. That's the Humane Society of the United States. Kathleen, I want to ask you a couple more questions. Sure. How can someone actually lobby for better laws against puppy mills? 
Well, we have a lot of information about that on our website, um, but basically we're asking people to contact their, their federal and state legislators and, and just tell them that they're concerned about puppy mills and that they want to see um, better laws to crack down on these facilities and to ensure that they're inspected regularly and have better humane standards and um, that it's uh, and, and to make stiffer penalty, penalties for cruelty to animals. And ask, if people, I'm sorry, um, if people don't know who their legislators are, they can look them up through our website. And that's uh, hsus.org or just humanesociety.org? That's right. Okay. Another thing, too, is that how would somebody know the difference between, um, oh, big hello to Saskatchewan, Canada, by the way. They wanted to give me a shout-out. Um, but also, how would they know between a breeder and, like, a good breeder versus a bad breeder? Mm-hmm. Well, a good breeder will want to meet you in person. Um, they won't be ashamed to show you their facility or, or make excuses why they can't do that. Um, they'll want to um, ask you questions about what type of home you can provide for the dog um, because it's really a two-sided thing. Um, you should be screening the, the person who's produced your dog, and, and they should be screening you to see if you have a suitable home to provide for that particular type of dog. Um, they will also be able to show proof that their breeding animals have been screened for uh, congenital problems that are prevalent in the breed. Um, they'll be um, willing to give you their veterinarian's phone number for a reference. Um, and most importantly, their breeding dogs will be dogs that they keep as members of their family and that they don't keep in cages somewhere. So if somebody wants to be a responsible pet owner or pet guardian, I should say, um, they can do their homework, first of all. They can go to the hsus.org website, and that will give them a lot of good information about the do's and don'ts about puppy mills, correct? That's right. Sounds good. Well, Kathleen, I want to thank you for joining us here on the program. It was a great pleasure, some great information as always, and it's, it, it's, it's nice to shed some light on you know the subject of puppy mills so people understand that when they walk into those local pet stores, a good percentage of the time, that's where those puppies came from. And all that, you're doing is supporting right. that by purchasing one of the puppies there. That's right, and there are wonderful pets at the local shelter that are just as deserving of a good home. Sounds good. Okay. Kathleen, thank you so much. Give our best to Wayne Paselli and the gang there, and um, we'll talk to you again very soon. Great. Thanks a lot. Thanks, Kathleen. Good night. That's Kathleen Summers, manager of the Puppy Mills campaign for the HSUS. You can check them out at humanesociety.org or basically hsus.org. So if you want to support, of course, their campaign, you can do so. And you want to sign the pledge to stop puppy mills, you could do that on their website as well. Again, hsus.org or humanesociety.org. Give us a call at 866-606-TALK, 866-606-8255. We're open to your medical questions and your behavior questions. The doctor is in the house. In the house. Dr. J., Dr. Jared Lazarus, 866-606-8255. Once again, I'm John Patch. I'm Dr. Jared Lazarus. I'm Jenna Winters. And this is Talkin' Pets. Check us out on the web, com or myspace.com forward slash Talkin' Pets. Click on the dog watching TV, and you can watch us. You can also even ask a question on, on there if you'd like. 866-606-8255. You're listening to... Talking Pets. Talking Pets. We'll be right back after a short pause. Well, four to be exact. Give your dog some thought. With Dog Thoughts, it's the iPhone application that everyone's talking about. What do you think of this? A man in Davis, California says he's invented an application for the iPhone that claims... 
It can read your dog's mind. Huh? No, it's true. Now I read about it on my cat's Twitter page. That's why. Jay Leno talked about it, CBS reported on it, and now you can see what all the buzz is about. Created just for dog lovers, Dog Thoughts makes taking photos of your furry best friend more fun. Shake your dog and read his mind. <gasps> on your iPhone, of course. Take a pic of your pup, shake your phone, and watch as his thoughts appear on the screen. Does he have a bone to pick with you, or is he having a tail-wagging day? Get your Dog Thoughts iPhone app today. Just 99 cents. Go to PetLifeRadioPromotions.com. That's PetLifeRadioPromotions.com. Hello! I'm Deborah Wolf, and I'm inviting you to my animal party on Pet Life Radio. The dress code? Come as you are. Pajamas, a tux, you can even go naked like your pets. Unleash your party animal at my animal party. Guests you know from Animal Planet, TV, radio, the news, and bookstores will be joining me. And that's because after I won Best Pet Radio in America from the DWAA, I got my paw on the door and I met a lot of amazing people. And the best of the best are going to be coming to the party. They're coming to party with us. So join us at the animal party. Don't miss the party. Every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. story about the cute dog that wore a BP uniform and greeted customers at a gas station? In a Bobby Told You So follow-up, I'm Jenna Winters. Cody, a chocolate lab, has four month, has for months greeted customers at the Clearwater BP gas station and convenience store at US-19 and Nursery Roar, Road. A St. Pete Times story in November introduced thousands more to the jovial dog, and we also covered the story here on Talking Pets, and thanks to the wonders of the internet, the canine's drive through window presence spawned hundreds of positive responses from across the country. But this week, a state health inspector put an end to Cody's stint as a convenience store clerk. Kara Mansour, the store and dog owner, received a warning. Remove the dog or the Florida Department of Agriculture would declare all of her food products, mostly bottled sodas, Slim Jims, and candy bars, unfit for consumption. She adopted six-year-old Cody three years ago, had no choice but to sign, had to sign the warning. Her primary violation prohibited animals presented in a food establishment. Dogs seen in retail area. The store doesn't serve hot foods, such as hot dogs or even fresh, cold deli-type items. The only food it carries are packaged products such as chips, crackers, and candy. But food apparently is food. And let us not forget our own producer, Bobby Told You So, reporting for Talking Pets. I'm Jenna Winters. Once again, you're listening to Talking Pets. I'm John Patch. I'll talk to Jared Lazarus. I'm Jenna Winters. Take it back, John. <laughs> Never. <laughs> you're in trouble now. Oh, man. It's the holidays. Happy holidays, everybody out there listening. Happy and holidays. 
it's not Christmas yet. Happy holidays. <laughs> I'm excited. We're early on on the weekends, you know. We only have so much time that we can say happy holidays. Oh, that's true. So let's be happy. Happy, happy. Happy, happy. Hey, we got Shirley out there that's got a question for you, Dr. J. Do tell, Shirley. Uh, Shirley in Rancho Santa Fe, California, has a question about her kitty. Hey, Shirley, how are you? I'm fine, and my cat appears to be fine, too. He's five years old. He's indoors strictly. And uh, on his uh, wellness exam, he rated a little high on certain kidney tests, just two points over the norm. It was supposed to be something to 35, whatever that test was. The UN, probably. Can't give you the name of it. So he rated 37. Mm -hmm. So they want to aspirate him and, and... get a, a, a urine sample. And I'm wondering if just perhaps changing from dry food uh, to all wet food would bring down that level of, uh, of uh, it's, it's kidney, kidney problem. Um, let me ask you a question. What breed is your kitty? Uh, oh, excuse me, Siamese. Siamese. Uh, what's her name? Bimini Boswell. Bimini Boswell. Well, Say that three times. <laughs> Well, Shirley, uh, let me say this. Uh, it's, it would be unlikely that a five-year-old cat would have uh, kidney issues, although it's not necessarily impossible. It's very healthy and lively. And, right. You know. um, what your veterinarian, uh, the test you're referring to is called BUN. And it's, uh, that's it, it. It can go up uh, in, in many different scenarios. One of them is kidney problems. The other one's dehydration. There are a couple of other uh, issues that could cause an increase in BUN in general. What your veterinarian should be doing Mm -hmm. is taking the blood levels at the same time as the urinalysis. Okay. So the uh, It was perfect? Yeah. Okay. Then there's no issue. Then he doesn't have kidney problems. Uh Ah. Now, what I'm referring... Now, we we need to be speaking, you know, apples to apples here. Yes. When you when you take blood and you take urine at the same time, if one of the kidney values, either BUN or creatinine... His creatinine are, levels were perfect. I would pay more attention to the creatinine levels. Yeah, the BUN levels to, going up two points with a urinalysis that is with, with a cat that's concentrating normally, yeah. I would not be concerned and I would not jump to any conclusions about any kind of renal issues. The second part of my question is, would wet food be less uh, destructive to kidney function than dry food? Not necessarily, and I would be very careful. You do not want to alter your cat's diet. I mean, switching the wet food is one thing. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the protein levels that theoretically, now theoretically, can cause damage to the kidneys. But mm-hmm. um, in a younger cat, Cats need protein in the diet. They need quite a bit of it. So you do yeah. not want to limit the no. protein content in their diet. Switching yeah. them to wet food, you know, it, it, whatever your kitty likes. As long as it's a good quality wet food like Imes, Hills. Uh, well, Fancy Royal, Feast. Uh, fancy Feast isn't really the best diet that you want to feed it. He uh, won't eat Imes. <clears throat> well, that's because he's ha- holding out for the good stuff. But <laughs> Fancy Feast is not what you want to be feeding your kitty uh on a regular basis. Go for Imes Wet or Hills or Royal Canaan. Or those are the three major brands that I recommend. Oh, really? Well, I yes, will ma'am. try that. Uh-huh. And don't be worried about the kidney function. Of course, you need to listen to your own veterinarian. Yes. Um, well, she said that that uh, B, B uh, test 
was a little bit uh, not definitive. It's very, I mean, two points on a BUN test mm-hmm. does not get me excited at all. No. If, you, if you're talking about 60 points yeah. or 70 points, then yeah. I get a little bit excited. Yeah. Well, I'm glad. You really uh, relieved my mind. I, I don't, didn't look forward to that aspiration test. And on such well, a, I don't know it, what they were talking about aspirating. but well, it, well, you know, putting the needle in and drawing urine. Well, they should have done that. They should have done that at the same time they drew the blood. No. Uh, well, How'd they, get they the did. Urine? They did. But uh, she wanted another urine sample. Let's see. Why would that be? Well, it's probably you know if to, if to, I was to her, check the other. Test? Well, if I was I was your veterinarian, what I would do is uh, recheck the BUN levels and the urinalysis. Uh, uh, again in about three to four weeks. That's probably what she wants to do. Yes, I think so. Well, Shirley, you know, check with your local vet, too, and then use the adv- advice from uh, Dr. J. And, you know, it sounds like everything's going in the right direction, so good well, luck with that. Thank you so much for your help. Thank You're you, Shirley. Welcome. That's Shirley out there in Rancho Santa Fe, California. We welcome your calls and questions at 866-606-TALK. 866-606-8255. I'm John Patch. I'm Dr. Jared Lazarus. I'm Jenna Winters. And you are listening to Talking Pets. Give us a call, 866-606-8255, 866-606-TALK. Talking Pets. We'll be right back after a short pause. Well, four to be exact. Welcome to Pet Planet. Here's a copy of Pet Planet Magazine, Florida's most informative and fun pet resource magazine. It features heartwarming stories and informative articles from local and national pet experts. Excellent. Pet Planet Magazine offers Operation Planet Rescue, helping rescued pets find new homes. And it's available at 500 locations in South and Central Florida and 24-7 on the Internet at PetPlanetMagazine.com. If you're out and about with your pet, you may be featured in Paparazzi, Candid Pictures of You and Your Pet. For up-to-date pet-friendly events, activities, and pet-related services and products, Pet Planet Magazine is your final destination. I shall take this magazine home with me. Back to your home planet? No, to my condo in Boca. Pet Planet Magazine. Check them out at www.petplanetmagazine.com or 352-394-8578. It's out of this world. Got questions about your hound's health? Need the facts on Fido's fitness or food? You want to unleash your pup's potential? Well, you've come to the right place with Win With Dogs. Here, we learn how easy it is to naturally improve the lives of our furry friends. So sit, stay, and get ready to win with dogs. With me, Raquel Wynn. Exercise, nutrition, interaction, and love make for one healthy, happy hound. Give yourself the gift of knowledge on demand every week right here at Pet Life Radio with me, Raquel Wynn, and Win with Dogs. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. <laughs> Rocking around the Christmas tree at 
And once again, you're listening to Talking Pets. I'm John Patch. And I'm Dr. Jared Lazarus. I'm Jenna Winters. Happy holidays. <laughs> ho, ho, ho. Hey. Hey, that's not nice. <laughs> <laughs> I did throw some money at you earlier. True. I do have a stack of money in front of me now. That's for our treat. Right. Sorry? Five for you. Pizza. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. I have bygones. I didn't really understand. 866-606-TALK. 866-606-8255. That's the number to call, of course, with your pet questions. We're going to go out to Chris in Pullman, Washington. Has a question about his golden retriever. Beautiful dogs. Hey, Chris. How you doing? Hey, guys. Uh, thanks for the call. I have I have actually the best dog in the world. She's the best dog I've ever had. Beautiful dogs. She's, awesome she's a dogs. very active nine-month-old golden, and um, she's into bird hunting. We've been uh, working real hard this year getting her trained into birds. Uh, but my question is about uh, food. And so when I bought her from uh, the person I bought her from, she was feeding them a Costco brand dog food, uh, puppy puppy food, and I continued to feed her that because that was she was on. And now I'm, I'm wanting to get her off that and get her on a better food. And in the past, I've uh, fed my dog's Hill Science diet and uh, or other premium dog foods and just wondered what your take was on the Costco brand, which is a diamond dog food, or, you know, what's your best recommendation for an active dog? Well, uh, Costco, isn't Costco an extension of Walmart? No, it's a Western, Costco's a Western store. They sell a lot of stuff in bulk. Um, okay, yeah. It's kind of like, I think, Sam's or Sam's BJ's. Is yeah. extension. Okay, because uh, I know Walmart makes their own brand called Old Roy, so any of those retailers that sell their own brand are... I'm not gonna I'm not gonna downplay any of those brands because I really don't know specifically about this. What I do know is that Hills, the Hills company, spends millions and millions of dollars on research in dog food, mm-hmm. and any company that spends that much money um, uh, is 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 good on my, in my book. I also feed my animals Imes, uh, which is an excellent dog food. So. Uh, cool. there's, a, there's another one too that you can look into which is wellness and it's yeah. all natural there's no byproducts or anything like that and, and I know several of the doctors here on the show actually use it for their pets okay and what about when do you make the transition from puppy to adult um, you know how long do you keep them on the puppy food one and all year. that one year one full year yep at one year they turn to an adult alright man um, but one thing I want to warn you about is when you change brands of food Expect a little bit of diarrhea. Don't get excited about it, though. Yeah, it's going to okay. help. You can gradually do that, right? Yeah. Kind of mix the two you do the and, half and wean half. them off. Yeah, so. exactly. But stay away from, I would right. stay away from Costco. Go Imes, Wellness, or uh, my personal favorite is Hills. Thanks a lot, you guys. You're right. welcome. You take take care, care, Chris. That's Chris out there in Pullman, Washington. Once again, you're listening to Talking Pets. I'm John Patch. And Dr. Jared Lazarus. I'm Jenna Winters. And a special thanks to Mr. Tony Leg, our producer there. When you call in, you speak with Tony, and he always puts you on the air with us. Don't forget, spay and neuter your pets and help control that pet population. By the way, check out hsus.org, humanesociety.org, for more information about puppy mills. Next time you walk into your local pet shop and they're selling puppies or kittens, have a second thought. You might want to go, to your, of course, to your local shelter and adopt from there. We all say goodbye for this hour. Thanks for joining us. We'll talk to you again very soon, and happy holidays. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.